Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by the UPS Store Canada. Hello, Stendos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me and Ted. Yes. Yeah, we're Stendos. We're a bit stunned. Yep. It's uh, another edition of the Standing By podcast. And uh, just want to warn you right up front, pas invité for this one again. It's just us. Yeah, it's just it's us two, two knuckleheads. <laughs> two Stendos. And uh, we are uh, proud and pleased to be here. Aren't we? We are. Well, we're pleased to be here. I don't know yeah. how proud we are. I'm proud. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Although I try not to be too proud. Pride will get you in trouble. It's yeah. one of the seven deadly sins, you Is know. it really? Eh? Yeah. There's uh, pride, jealousy, okay. yeah. lust, greed, prancer, dancer, <laughs> <laughs> Nixon. Thank you, Father. <laughs> um, we, um, we got some topics we want to cover today. And we're going to get to them. As always, when we begin the podcast, we start with gratitude and expression of thanks to our lead sponsor. Title sponsor. Our title sponsor. Why can't you remember the well, word title? It's this not is, that this difficult. This is what I was telling you on the last podcast we just recorded. Yeah. And I don't know where that's going to fall, so I shouldn't reference it. But I thought for a minute I, I had had a stroke. Mm-hmm. When you said I did something, and I thought I did something else, and right? So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's time of day. I I su- suspected that you know because I'm not working on a regular basis now that maybe I'm I'm not as uh, articulate. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, I would notice that. Okay, I would notice you would that tell because me. I know you well enough, and I would tell you. I would say, Hey, Terry, you're a little slow yeah, off the mark there. What's yeah. going on? What's going on, Stundo? <laughs> Anyway, our title sponsor is uh, the UPS Store. Uh, the upsstore.ca is where you start to find, we think it's 380 locations. But Well, you know what? The guy who <laughs> runs the joint, the guy who oversees it all, yep. our great and good friend of yep. many years, David Drucker. We had lunch with David the other day, and Terry said, uh, how many stores have you got now, David? Is it 380? And David goes, uh, yeah, I guess so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> 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 and it's not so much that he didn't know; it's because it's growing so yeah, fast. Yeah, and it's not he's like having trouble yeah, keeping up. It's not like he's not paying attention. He's a crackerjack businessman yeah. and a highly successful and prosperous one. But it was just funny the way yeah. that it uh, the way that it came out. And we took Ted uh, for a visit. We went to Jason Liverman's uh, store in uh, the Isle of Parrots. Yes, sir. Uh, the other day, and you got a firsthand look because I I used them all the time when I lived in Calgary and have used them recently. Um, and used them when I moved for shipping, you know, leftovers and stuff like that. But it was your first look. You yep. got to play with the mailboxes. I and, did. Yeah. Tried the uh, packing peanuts. They yep. were delicious. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, I really, I personally don't have any reason to use right. uh, a UPS store, but maybe I do. Maybe yep. there are things that I do in my uh, in my everyday life or on occasion, like for example. Uh, at Christmas time, if I have gifts yes. to send to my relatives down in New Brunswick, yep. uh, obviously that's I, normally I would do uh, the post office. No, let them do it. Yeah, Take yeah. Take it to UPS. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Courier services, packaging services, printing services, mailbox rentals. They can shred stuff for you. Anything that you need to run your business, they'll help you with. And anything you need for relatives, they can help you with that too. Uh, find the location closest to you. At the upsstore.ca. Now you wanted to open the pro- the uh, bodca- the uh, podcast the podcast. I would like to address the <laughs> elephant in the room. My dementia. Well, we're old. <laughs> we're well, we're older. We're yeah. not old yet, but we're older. I, and I, I'm and I joke about yeah. You know, you have trouble finishing a sentence. You know, you say, "I thought I had a stroke," but <laughs> but we are getting older, and we're starting to notice things. Uh, that w- that were not part of uh, of of our lives before, 
one of them is, and we've talked about this on podcasts before, emotions. True. I don't know if if there's a physiological element to that. If you get, like, I'm weepier than I used to be. Yes. Things, things will bring me to tears much easier than they used. You remember me from 30 years ago. Yes. I was the one who was going, stop your blubbering. Get a hold of yourself. Yeah, get a hold of yourself, for Christ's sake. I've, Have some dignity. I've, and now I watch a yeah. commercial on TV. and. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been very emotional. I know you, you as have. You know, I know you have. And I think uh, they don't know why, but heart patients. You're Italian, that's why. Yeah, but uh, post-heart surgery. Oh, yeah? Even more so. And and uh, they say that people who have had uh, heart surgery or heart issues. Strokes. Um, are very much more emotional post-operation and, you know, post, you know, whatever your deal is. Um that, that, that that's part of it. But I also think you were telling the story about your grandfather giving you $5. I but, think when you get older. But this was, when you get older, you do, but he was also post-stroke at that okay. time. Okay. Right. And my I remember my mom telling me that he had become much more emotional after he had his stroke. Yeah. But I used to go over to my grandfather's house and mow his lawn, yeah. and he'd give me $5 and cry when I left. Right. And he was the age I am now. Right. So I think to myself, well, maybe I come by it uh, naturally. I don't know. But thank God I live by myself because yeah. I watch movies now and yeah. cry. But I think, I think. Besides, <laughs> over there going, Christ almighty. Jesus you see, <laughs> you see <laughs> we're old. The 33-year-old no. guys over there going, Jesus Christ, would you go, old bastards get a hold I, of yourselves? I don't, I, I don't but, like. What? Go ahead, Poseidon. Sorry, it makes sense. And because uh, last time I met my grandfather, how old was I? I think I was 21. And when he saw me, he saw that I'd grown into a man, and he he got very weepy as well. And he was in his uh, 70s, late 60s, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember exactly. And uh, he got a bit weepy as well. So it makes sense that with age. And I also wanted to say, don't feel bad about, like, losing your words and stuff like that, because we're eight episodes into (laughs) Standing By, and I finally understood the joke about the packing peanuts. Okay. Well, maybe it was just a poorly executed joke. No, then. no, no, no. Because yeah. no. I finally, I'm like, because the whole time you kept saying, I kept asking, what the fuck does he mean? There's who packs stuff with peanuts? I don't understand. And then it finally clicked. They're little pieces of styrofoam about the yeah. size of a peanut. Exactly. I, I don't like yeah. the the character the characterization of old because I don't feel old. But I have to admit, at 65, I'll be 66 in January. That that's older. Although I think. That when I was a kid, and when you were a kid, sixty-five was Christ. How are they, how is that yeah. person oh, yeah. not dead yet? Yeah. Well, fifty-five was that. Yeah. 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 And and there were a lot of people back then. You know, they were dropping like flies after fifty, fifty-two. Yeah. I think science has come a long way. Medicine has come a long way. My heart surgeon said to me. If this was 1960, I would have told you to go home and enjoy your last year of your life. Wow. Well, you and I have both gone through serious health challenges. You had open heart surgery. I had cancer. Yeah. I had the sexy one, rectal cancer. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, ladies. (laughs) But we both got past it. I've been cancer-free now for about seven years. You're about uh, 11, 10 months out of uh, open heart surgery. And, and doing well, and we've uh, we've both been very fortunate. And I think, and this is where these pictures come in, Poseidon, I think you and I are both in better shape now than we, we were are. 20 years ago. There's <laughs> Here's a picture the evidence. Of, yeah, there's a picture of Terry and I, if you're watching on YouTube 20 years ago yeah. with my sons, Sam and Charlie, we're at a remote broadcast. So I'm thinking Sam is four there and Charlie's two. They're now 24 and 22. So, like, look at the fat faces on us. Yeah, I, I just and um, flush. And I was yeah. at that point. If Sam's four, I'm six years sober at that point. Is I haven't right? had a drink of alcohol in six years. Yeah, well, and I, I still don't look great. I um, I must have been drinking your share and also <laughs> having a lot of pie. <laughs> so I was not next picture. Shape. Twenty years yeah. later, this yeah. is earlier this fall at the remote broadcast at Felix and Norton Cookies on Light 106.7 Radio, yeah. and we recreated the pose with the Sam sitting on my lap and yeah. Charlie sitting on your lap. Charlie's even doing the same yeah, the hand, hand up to his head yeah. yeah, that he was doing in the original picture. Yeah. But if you look at you and I, we look healthier, we are healthier. 20 years later yeah. 
than than we were. I think in, it's, uh, it's more than twenty years, isn't it? No, it no? would be twenty okay. years because, right. like I say, they oh, were yeah. four and two, and yeah. now they're twenty four and twenty two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're both significantly lighter. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like we weigh less, and and yeah. I think our color is better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so by the time uh, by the time we're in our mid eighties, uh, we should be pretty sexy. But it's funny when you when you <laughs> when you, you think about it. Like I I don't you know back when uh, the boys were sitting on my knee when I was had that old picture I had to be pushing three hundred pounds yeah and I I didn't I didn't I don't know if I just discarded it or didn't think about it and now you've been with me all week and every time we take a picture I go oh fuck look at the fat piece of shit <laughs> like, I, I just look at the belly on me Christ like you know like you you never. I don't know. I've never been able to shake that. I think that's a uh, psychological thing. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But you still, you still look so much better than yeah. you did. Thank you. Back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and your hair's quite a bit better too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, as is mine. Yeah. We both. Yeah. 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 And and uh, despite open heart surgery, I think I am healthier. Oh, for sure you yeah, are. You absolutely are. Yeah, for Your sure. mom paid me a nice compliment yes, earlier she did. today. We were on a, a FaceTime call with yeah. Terry's parents, and your dad looks great. Uh, your dad has had some health challenges, yep. and it looks like he's on the road back. And yes. Terry's mom said to me, Ted, I love your white hair. It looks very dignified. Yes. And there are guys our age who dye their hair shoe polish black, and it looks so bad. Well. It looks so bad. You know what the the other one is? The rust color. Yeah. You know, the there was a, a guy that we worked with in the newsroom who had that rust color. Was, Actually, guys our age, you see that more than you do the black. Yeah. And, it was, and, and it's it's so obvious, and it's yeah. a color that doesn't exist in nature. Yeah, exactly. It's off the Sherwin Williams paint palette. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. periwinkle mandarin or some <laughs> fucking thing. And by the way, when you're eighty something, and your hair is that odd rust color brown, you're not fooling no, anybody. No, you're not. And when it begins to leak, like it did on Rudy Giuliani, yeah. Then that's really an unfortunate yeah. shit show. I did that in my in my early to mid forties when my hair started to turn. I went to uh, the drugstore and I got, got the shoe polish, the, the just for men something yeah. auburn something because I'm a bit of a ginger, and I put it and I I used it for I don't know for maybe a few weeks, maybe a couple of months, and at one point I looked in the mirror and I went, "What are you doing? <laughs> What's the matter with you?" Have some dignity, for Christ's sake. So it's gone from stop your blubber into <laughs> stop dyeing your fucking hair. Listen, to each their own. If, if Yeah, yeah. If, you know? If, yeah. And, and what's interesting to me is that women do it, but it works because they do it right. Yeah. Like, the, what you know, whoever, uh, whoever dyes women's hair, well, I think this is the thing. Women go to professionals yeah. and get their hair dyed. Men do it themselves yeah. in the bathroom. And you can see the difference. Uh, you can see a woman of our age uh, who's who n doesn't have a natural hair color necessarily, but it still looks good. It's not like well, there was the blue rinse crowd back yeah. when we were kids, right? Where yeah. it was obvious. But if they, you know, they've got to pay for it. But you see a lot of women who who don't have their natural hair color anymore, but they go to these beauty salons, these upscale beauty salons, and they pay good money, I think, and they do a nice job. But with the men, you can always tell. Yeah. And you see it on TV yeah. with the anchors and the reporters yeah. and the sports announcers. It's like, Al Michaels, what are you doing? I think he's got the rust color going on, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he does. And also, there has been a lot of uh, talk this year on social media about him being at the party, maybe perhaps a little bit Really? Eh? Yeah, there has been. And, uh, and That I, his game is slipping well, as, a, as a broadcaster? Um, I must admit, I was watching with Jess. We were watching a game. I think he works on Thursday night. He I'm, does. Yeah, he does. It's Thursday I think, night. I think it's Amazon Prime yeah, Thursday that's night right. football. Yeah. yeah, so we were watching on Thursday night. And I turned to Jess at one point and I said, it sounds like Al Michaels doesn't even want to be here. He, the, like, the game was an afterthought. He seemed to be struggling to me. Is that right? And then I noticed on social You know how when you think something and you go to social yeah. media to confirm it? Well, I see his name pop up in trending a lot yeah. on Fridays. Yeah. So Yeah. And the other thing, too, that I'm not a fan of, and again, to each his own, um, it's, you know, if Chaka Songu, is that that's what you want to do, is the uh, all of the, the plastic surgery is... Yeah. Really unfortunate. Some really, you know, uh, some really famous people that I've long been a big fan of, and you see them and you go, "Oh, what yeah. did you do that for? How come you did that?" That and the uh, 
the balloon lips. Oh yeah, I don't get. I don't get that. Yeah, what do you call that? It's collagen. Collagen injections. Yeah, and yeah. their lips get sort of all sort of out of whack. And but it's vanity, right? Well, it, of course it's, it's vanity. Yeah, and it, we all suffer from it. Yeah, like sometimes, absolutely. sometimes I got I got the little bit of a turkey neck going mm -hmm. here, and I think to myself sometimes, shit, if I had the money, yeah. I might I might I might go to a, a cosmetic surgeon and see what I could do about that. But then I'm afraid it would become a slippery slope. It will be. Yeah, I think and it will thing, be. You know, the next thing you know, my whole face will be like yeah, this, yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 All pulled back with elastic. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'll come in and he'll laugh yeah. just, like that. just like that. The second I walk in the door, Poseidon will be on the fucking floor laughing. Yeah. Age, age, aging and, and gracefully aging, I think, is a, is a good thing. It's, well, it is a good thing, yeah. and, it's a, and it's a challenging thing. It is. And, uh, and I, I, feel for broad, I feel for television people yeah. because you spend your whole career looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first thing you see on television when you're – you're getting ready to go live on TV. You have to look at the monitor and check your hair and check your, you know, if your jacket is hanging properly. And you spend all that time looking at yourself and going, oh, Christ, Jesus. Yeah, and at then you get I a little did. bit older and yeah. then you see the young, talented, good I mean, yeah. for, 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 you know, you were a part-time yes. television. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you did guest spots on TV, yeah. but for someone who's on every day yeah, it's, uh, or, or who's, you know, a regular uh, sports broadcaster, yeah. a regular play-by-play -play color commentator on TV, you see the young, good-looking people coming yeah. up behind you. You hear those footsteps. Yeah. I'm sure that there is a great pressure to dye your hair periwinkle orange. Yeah, or get or, your bags uh, removed. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bags under your eyes is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your bag removed. <laughs> The hell? <laughs> well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> so um, we um, we're going to do two t tweet sheets on this. We are um, on this particular broadcast or podcast, um, not because we don't have the content, because we do have the content. We have a lot of things we want to talk about, but. Ted forgot to do a tweet sheet. I did. One of our, uh, one was of it, our episodes. Was it, the, was it the last episode where him and I were solo? solo right, yep. Flying solo? Okay, then let's do two. Uh, let's start with this one from at Y Green. Me trying to wipe my dog's wet paws as I let her in from outside, just like I've done every day for the last two years. <laughs> my dog. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. They yeah. react what are every you doing? time. They yeah. react every time like that's the first time yeah. it's happened. <laughs> From at TNZN's doctor, are you sexually active? Me, no. Doctor, any drug usage? Me, no. Doctor laughs, does the jerk off motion, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's not a very nice no, doctor. No. <laughs> what does he mean by that? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Never mind. And uh, oh, we did that one already. Here we go. From at Robot Rowboat, inventing the hot air balloon. I don't give a fuck where I go. <laughs> <laughs> Have I used that one before? No. Does that ring a bell no, with you? No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That. Yeah, well, you must be able to. There must be some kind of a steering mechanism on a hot air balloon. Yeah, no? I no. If there's I, got to be. You can't just go up there and start flying around and I go into the fucking power lines. I think that's what it is. Yes. It can't be. The steering method is, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's you, called uh, faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I don't Does know it have it, anything to do with how much air you shoot into the balloon? Yeah, or? and weight. Yeah. You know, the weight of the balloon, like you, you see, they. It's it's just so when you're heading towards the power lines, get those fucking bags off the left side, yeah, quick! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you, when you hear a balloon like like yeah. that, they're trying to get more altitude yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's idiotic. Yeah, you, it does. You're not, floating around yeah. in a fucking basket with yeah. gasoline, <laughs> natural gas, with fire. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, get in this wooden basket with these flames. Better yet, wicker basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah. Let's you guys uh, imagine a scene where where I don't know. I guess it's uh, it could be a couple, but where one person is tired of the other individual, and they're like, you know what? What I'm out of here, and then they hop in a hot air balloon and they're taking off. Just the awkwardness of it. Or if they're if yeah. they're uncomfortable with each other, they could go up in the hot air balloon and yeah. then. Oh, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. there's that too. So actually, someone had a tweet about uh, how embarrassing it is, or how aggravating, or whatever, when you. You arrive at your uh, date's house and some other guy's hot air balloon is parked outside. 
It's a good visual. Yeah. Yeah, because they're uh, they're uh, tough to notice. Yeah, they, they're balloons. They're big. <laughs> yeah. Tough Let's, to miss, you mean? Yeah, tough to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tough yeah. to miss. Yeah. Tough to notice those things there. There's a giant or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you we were getting old. Yeah. Um, let's uh, talk about our friend Sugar Sammy. Sugar Sammy is a sponsor of the Standing By podcast. I hope he still thinks it's a good idea. Oh, I'm sure he does. And you know what? I think the reasons, well, I think Sam got on board for a couple of reasons. One is, I think he believes in you and me, and I think he, uh, I think he thinks the podcast uh, has an audience that that we can send his way for his for his shows. And also, back when he was just starting out, we had him on the show Morning Show when he was not uh, when he wasn't Sugar Sammy. He was Sugar yeah. Sammy, but he wasn't yeah. the, the he wasn't the is, star yeah. that he is today. Yeah. And we saw him and we liked him and we said, let's have this kid on our morning show. And we brought him on and it helped sell tickets for his next couple of shows. And he remembered that. And I think that he I think part of what he's doing here is returning the favor. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, and and I think as you say, he's a very, very, very smart guy. Yep. Very, very, very smart businessman. I remember when I was living in Calgary, he came to the Calgary Stampede, and the Stampede has a venue that holds the grandstand holds ten thousand people, and it's an outdoor grandstand. And he was booked for I think all five nights. It was either five nights or seven nights. During the stampede. During the stampede. So he was part of the stamp, part yep. of the entertainment at the stampede. And he sold out every single night. Wow. And we were sitting in my living room in Calgary, and he said to me, he said, uh, I want to run something by you. What do you think about, do you think people would go see a bilingual show in Montreal? And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, and he, he, he read a couple of jokes he'd been working on. And you know, in both languages, and I thought, I thought to myself, I thought, this is this is a great idea. I think it's a great idea, and it, and not that he did it because I thought it was a great idea, but this is how much work and how much thought went into it, and it's turned into one of the biggest selling shows of all time. Just pour rire, uh, you're gonna laugh. Uh, now it's just pour rire deux. He sold out every ticket in the first go-round and uh, took a while off and then did a second round, and you can't get a ticket for love or money. We we saw it in uh, the spring, and um, it's dynamic, and it's inventive, and it's stinging, and it's fun, and it's it's just... It's not like anything you've ever yeah, seen it, before. It defies and, description. And stand-up comedy can be, like, how, how do you stand out yeah. in stand-up? Uh, watch Sugar Sammy and you'll see how you stand out. All of 2023 is sold out and has been for months. He's added dates in 2024 and January 2024 is sold out. February is going fast. If you're listening to this prior to Christmas of 23, I think it's a great Christmas gift if you want to go to sugarsammy.com. Sugarsammy.com is where you get your tickets. I can't wait to see him. He's touring it across the western part of the country. I'm going to see him on Saturday night and have dinner with him on Sunday out in British Columbia. Now, is this the first time he's taken it, taken that show outside of Quebec? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he sold out Winnipeg, yeah. and he sold out Edmonton, and yeah. he sold out Calgary, yeah. and he sold out Vancouver. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it does in Toronto as yeah. well. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to hear the stories. SugarSammy.com. Can't wait to hear the stories. Yeah, and the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the stories. <laughs> Maybe I should have let that go. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. But when was the last time we let it go? Either one of us. Yeah, eh? well, that's not that's yeah. not our brand. Not what we do. Yeah. Over to you. <laughs> I was just looking at a hangnail. I, I, I saw that. I thought, it really, you want to tell the story, the story really about the elevator? In the program. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, yeah, just to continue the uh, the story about how. Uh, about the old man. Yeah. yeah. Poseidon was actually yeah, here. Poseidon for enjoyed too. it, I yeah. think. The uh, elevator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when he was trying to get the doors to close. Yeah. Well, what and was, he was pushing on the metal panel well, instead well, of the well, button. What was really funny about that is because you, 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 you had the right to button, but it was well, just. It was, because you you were instead of pressing on the button for the symbol to close the doors, you were pressing on the symbol itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I think that's what makes it. You were yeah, like, and Rake close, was, God, it says close. And yeah, like, and, I, and and in, meanwhile, right beside the metal part that I'm pressing, there's a button that says close door. door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it, 
to give it sort of a, a visual, you were kind of hunched over, looking over <laughs> glasses, your glasses. Glasses on the end of my nose. Yeah. Like, oh, hell, what the What the goddamn Jesus? <laughs> and um, Ted has been squaring around and, uh, when I come to town. Ted's good enough to pick me up and, you know, we drive together down to the studio. And uh, it's had a couple of moments like that behind the wheel, which is a yeah. bit terrifying. Yeah. Um, there's Eight changing a, lanes. Yeah, driving up the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And the near head-on collision the other night was fun. Yeah, I was actually doing an imitation <laughs> of an old guy driving, and I almost ran into a taxi head-on. <laughs> That would have been hilarious. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? Yeah, Especially considering I'm driving a courtesy yeah. car from one of our other sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. You know that Range Rover you loaned me? <laughs> yeah. I, I got some bad news yeah. for you. <laughs> Perform well in yeah. the accident. <laughs> Last, yeah. The airbags deployed successfully. Last night we were at uh, Place Bell. My first, uh, was it your first time at first Place time Bell? First time there, yeah. Have you been to Place Bell, Poseidon? Yeah, the, Never. No. The, uh, the stad, the new stad, the I arena. Thought, yeah, in, I thought uh, we would talk about that because yeah. I was, uh, it's interesting the differences between the, the, the big rink and the baby rink. Right, the Bell Center, yeah, which the, seats 21,000. Place Bell seats about half that. Yeah, and I call it, you know, some people call it along with me, the baby bell. You I know, liked it. I loved it. I thought it was terrific. I thought they did an amazing job in terms of design. And Renato or Nino, I think it was Renato, was telling me that it was designed with concerts in mind. Yep. And I know they've had a lot of shows there. Um, and I, I bring it up because if you haven't gone, you should go. Um, it it really is. A, it's a great venue, and it's cost efficient. I think is a good way to describe it. We parked for ten bucks. There you go. It's yeah. you know it's not cheap, cheap, cheap. But in terms of tickets and hot dogs and popcorn and parking, it's I think it's a great value. And we saw a really good hockey game. Started it as a Schnorfest. Yeah. But boy, did it ever get good. Rochester Americans and the Laval Rocket. Rochester is Buffalo's American Hockey League affiliate. Laval, obviously, the Montreal Canadiens. AHL affiliate, and I never give much thought to American League hockey Neither because, well, if you live in an NHL city and you're used to NHL hockey, like I, you know, I think my default mentality is, uh, well, why would I go to an AHL yeah. game when yeah. I can watch an NHL game? It was good hockey, and you have to remember these guys are on the cusp. They're just a cut below yep. the NHL. Well, Yoel Armia is in the lineup. Yeah, and yep. he was he was a member of the Canadians, and the reason he's down. In Laval is because the Canadians are having, well, it's a roster situation. Yeah, the money. Yeah, the money and yeah. the numbers, and nobody claimed him off. He's a good hockey player. Yeah, I agree. Nobody claimed him off waivers because his salary is a little bit too steep for yeah. uh, for other teams. But, you know, and other lots of good hockey players I'd never heard of, or I knew their names and I knew they'd been drafted, but I'd never seen them play. And it was... Uh, it was really an enjoyable game. It went to overtime. The the Rocket lost. Disappointment for the uh, for the home crowd. But the uh, Terry at one point we were sitting. We were guests of uh, one of our other sponsors of this podcast, Land Rover Jaguar. Land Rover Jaguar. Rover <laughs> Christ, Jaguar Jeez. Land Rover Laval. We were sitting in their private loge, and Terry and I were sitting on the the seats. The the, the Lowest down seats right before you get into the where the crowd is. And Terry was saying, these guys in front of us, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. fans who were oh, right yeah. in front of us, yeah, full just, on. Yeah, next yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were really hardcore Quebecois hard, hockey fans. Yeah, real big yeah. Rocket fans too. But yeah. I mention it because um, it, it was a, a really nice experience. And I know, you know, the other thing I loved is that I didn't have to go downtown. Christ, I hate going yeah. downtown now in this city. So if you're in the Laval area, that it really, really helps a lot. And like I said, a pretty good bang for your buck, I think. Really good bang you for know, your buck these days. If you've got kids and yeah. kids want to see, you know, sort of, you know, it's a, it's a big time thing. And, yep. uh, and uh, we we didn't do the hot dog pizza thing because well we were, we were lucky we were well in, we yeah. yeah and we were with Italians yes and yeah. <laughs> they they ordered that food we had last night. That that was specifically that ordered yep. for them, yep. I yep. think, because that was uh, it was amazing. Anyway, uh, Place Bell and and uh, the Rocket, uh, we highly recommend it. Um, we're um, we're going to talk about um, Ted's other podcast. Ted cheats on me every I Wednesday. Do, yeah. 
He's my, got another my podcast. New, my new lover, George. It's his new lover, yeah. George. Sometimes um, Poseidon gets in on it, and it's, <laughs> we have uh, we have a gay threesome. Is that right? Yeah, good times. Very exciting. <laughs> um, and uh, we want to talk about that podcast and a particular story, because I was a guest on the podcast, and uh, Ted uh, brought a clip, and uh, it seems to be oh, a I bit of a... To, uh, do a yeah, commercial, and I'll yeah. send the clip to oh, Poseidon. Okay. So um, while we're getting that clip organized there, um, I'm going to uh, tell you about a new sponsor we have that I'm, I'm quite thrilled about. And it's another one of those sponsors. When I got the phone call, I, I, I said to Tom and Trish, are you sure? Are you sure you want to be on the podcast? Do you, do you really think we can help you? And they said, absolutely. We absolutely love it. It's called AccuTech Electric. And... They have been in business for a very, very long time, over 25 years. Tom is a second-generation master electrician. He runs the company. It's a family-run business. They've been at it for a long time. And as Tom said to me in a note, we strongly believe that educating our staff and providing them with a supportive work environment is of utmost importance. They foster the right attitude and work ethic that leads to professional quality service for our customers. That's what they've been doing for year, years. They service residential, commercial, and industrial clients. They can help you with renovations. They, they specialize in high-end residential reservations and new builds. And they strive to offer high-quality custom work, as they like to say. Safety is a top priority. They can steer you to hydro rebates. This is a family-run business that really, really knows what they're doing. And if you have electric needs, whether you run a company, you want to renovate, um, or you're building a new home, you should call these people. I loved the conversations we had about their philosophies on business, their philosophies on life. Good, good people, great work. AccuTech Electric, you can go to AccuTech A-C-U-T-E-C-H dot C-A. We welcome them aboard. And earlier this week, I took Ted to Matla Bonheur for a little lie down. Matla Bonheur have been with us since the very beginning of my broadcast career, I think, and also the Standing By podcast. I never thought that I would be so taken with a a bed and mattress, (laughs) or a mattress and bedding store. But what a beautiful showroom they have. Yeah. And uh, I bought a new duvet and a duvet cover and it wasn't a matter of going in and going okay uh, i like that one and i like that color i'll take that kevin who runs the joint uh said to me you know he asked me questions about my sleeping my sleep patterns and and uh you know i i told him well the most important thing for me when i'm getting a cover like this is i sweat when i sleep a lot as if i if the blanket's too heavy I'm going to wake up in a pool of my own sweat, and nobody wants to do that, and nobody wants to be sleeping next to someone who's in a pool of their right. own sweat. That's a moot point in my case, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a good run. <laughs> so anyway, he found he found the duvet that was just right for me, and I actually tried it out. He had me lie down on one of the beds there. He tucked me in, yep. and uh, I thought, this is weird. <laughs> but no, I, no the, I didn't think This that at is all. the thing I love about this yeah. store. This is a different this is what I've been saying for years. This is a different shopping experience. Yeah. yeah. And and you got it you got a first hand look at it. I did, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got exactly what I needed and I'll probably the quality is such that I don't know that in my lifetime if I'll ever need to buy another one. I think yeah. I'm I think I'm good to go until uh, I'm looking at the potatoes from uh, the bottom up. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Matlabonner.ca. I'm sure they'll appreciate that yeah. little end of the commercial. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll be dead. Go to Matlabonner <laughs> for all your betting needs until you die. 17 stores in and around the greater Montreal area online, of course. 
And um, just tell them that you listen to the podcast and give them the promo code Terry and Ted, and uh, they'll steer you in the right direction. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, podcasts, when we're doing one, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the uh, podcast that you've been cheating on me with. Oh, every oh, Wednesday. That's what you were talking about. Yes. What did you I think was, we were talking I don't about? Know. I was like, what? He sent me an email, and he's like, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to cheat on me with another <laughs> podcaster. Okay. No, we're keeping it in the family, though. That's true. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, I'm just kidding. It's, it's yeah. part of the uh, Pantelis podcast family. It's a show called The Morning Show. I do it every Wednesday morning. Poseidon is here producing the show, and yes. my co-host is George Santrisos. It took me, what, three or four weeks before I could finally get George's name right? And am I getting it right, uh, uh, Poseidon? You're, uh, you're, you're doing all right. Sant- you're doing all bad. Santrisos. Sadrizos. That's what he said, yes. yeah. Yeah, and George is, uh, George is a, a very knowledgeable uh, guy, he's politically plugged in. He's politically active. He yeah. was with the Quebec. I don't know if he is still active within the Quebec Liberal Party, but I know he politically was politically astute. Yeah, he is that. Big he time. was a comms yeah. guy for many years. He actually ran too. I'm not sure where, but yeah. he ran. He ran as a Liberal and lost to the CAC, as just about everybody else did. Um, but he's uh, he knows his stuff politically, and he doesn't like. Justin Trudeau. And I said, well, I think we should bring, when you were in town, as you are now, I said to him this week, let's bring Terry in on the podcast, and we can talk about that. Yes. And we can talk about separating uh, the friend from the politician. And I want to play a clip from that uh, podcast uh, that I put up on Twitter. And uh, this is Terry talking about Justin Trudeau when Terry was uh, in early, very early like post-op recovery from open heart surgery last January, and uh, and it was it was touch and go. Uh, Terry's uh, wife Jess and and the rest of his family didn't know for a couple of weeks whether he was going to make it. So listen to this. I don't agree with a lot of his positions and his policies, mm-hmm. but the men that people throw pebbles at and fly. F- flags against is a man who texted my wife every single day while I lay on death's door in the Vancouver General Hospital. I had open heart surgery on January the 3rd, and I succumbed to all manner of infections, and I was on life support for 15 or 16 days. And every day my wife would go to the hospital and not know whether I was going to make it through the night. I was asleep. I was okay. You know, didn't didn't bother me, but it was terrifying for my wife. She got a text every day or every second day from the prime minister. And when the prime minister was in Vancouver, he said to, to Jess, I'd like to come tonight. Is it okay? I would like to see him. Mm-hmm. And he came in. He had a speech to make in and around Vancouver. I think he was in Surrey. And he came in the back door so as not to cause a fuss. And he sat. I, I have vague recollections of this, but my wife was so moved, he sat next to my bed on a chair and held my hand and rubbed my hand and spoke to me and said, TD, you've got to fight. There's people waiting for you. You've got to push. You've got to fight. And that man, that man, that friend who did that, that's who that man is. So I'm not a fan at all of Justin Trudeau, the politician, but I'm able to separate the politician from uh, the person and the friend that you described in that clip. And I posted that clip on Facebook and Twitter, and in particularly on Twitter, uh, the reaction was quite polarized. Sure. It was either, what a great story about yeah. a great friend, or he's a fucking asshole, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we, th- we thought we would talk talk about it um, in terms of, well, actually on the morning show, it became a discussion about politics in this country and what's happened to politics in this country. And I view it from a different perspective, of course, because when I am driving near my house in Langley, British Columbia, and I'm passing, you know, truck after truck with big fuck Trudeau signs or flags on them, um, or I watch on TV as someone um, says vile things about his wife or throws rocks at him, I see the guy. I don't see the prime minister. I see the guy, the 
the the guy that I've known since I was 17, the man who sat, you know, you got to think about this for a, a second. He's the prime minister of Canada. So he's busy. He's got some things to do. He's got some files on his desk. Yep. And, you know, Jess said the night that he came to see me, she thought he would be there and pay his respects. Like most people do when you go to the hospital, you know, you, you know, especially if anybody had an excuse to come and say hello and then leave, you'd think it would be a guy with that kind of job. Yeah. You know, he could have, he could have come in, but he was bound and determined to sit and comfort her and <clears throat> trying to comfort me and trying to bring me out of, I was still, you know, I was sedated. I was heavily sedated. I was in and out of consciousness. And as I explained, I was on life support for 15 or 16 or how many days, I don't even know. But when I came out of that and I realized what he had done and how he had done it and how supportive he had been to my wife, that to me speaks to the kind of man he is. You may disagree with all of his policies. You may not like him as a prime minister, but he's a human being. He's a father. He's a, you know, he's a son. Uh, he's, he's, he's a good and decent human being who does things that you don't agree with. And we've gotten to a place in this country where that, that doesn't count anymore. You can't, you, you can't, just disagree with somebody, you have to stand on their head and open their mouth and shit down their throat because you disagree with them instead of saying, like I have said to my friend, Justin Trudeau, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. I disagree with you. That's not the way to approach that. And he would say to me, well, I think you're so full of shit because here's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do or what I think I'm going to do. We had honest conversations like good friends do, and I get it. I get it. There's, there's been a lot of turmoil in the country. There's been a lot of discussion. And I'm sitting across from a man whom I've been friends with for 3,500 years, and we disagree on a lot of things politically, but it hasn't affected our friendship in any way, shape, or form. I respect your opinion. And you've turned me around on a couple of things. Because well, that's what open discussion does. Also, there was a time uh, back in our day when there were three things you didn't discuss in polite company. Sex, politics, and religion. Those yep. things were not on the table. But with this goddamn things yeah, yeah. with the advent of uh, of the interwebs and the and the, and the social media now everybody's got a platform that and they can everybody's use. an expert yeah oh yeah everybody's yeah. an expert everybody knows better than the next yeah, person and they were an expert they were they were health experts and immunology experts during covid and then they became uh, foreign affairs experts during uh, <laughs> yes. Ukraine. Yep. And now everybody, uh, as of the time of this recording of this podcast, everybody's an expert on the Middle East. And you know what I don't understand? This is something that I don't understand. And I, I'm sad to see how this has devolved in Canada. Canada used to have this reputation of, you know, Oh, I don't think so, George. I think, you know, I disagree with you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we used to be like that. And when I see in my part of the world, and it's not just my part of the world, you see it out in Ontario, outside of Ottawa, and Arnprior and Barry's Bay and places, you know, rural Ontario is also fuck Trudeau country. And when I see a truck or a car with... Um, a sign that says, fuck Trudeau, and inside the car are children under the age of 10. And I think to myself, what do you say to your kids? Like, have is society deteriorated that much that when your, your son, you know, your eight-year-old son says to you, Daddy, what, why, why do you have a sign that says, fuck Trudeau? How, how do you explain that? How do you say... Well, I hate the 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 piece of shit who's our prime minister. Well, I think how do, how do you, what kind of what kind of way is that to behave in public? I got just before you make your point that yeah. just outside of uh, Barry's Bay, where I went to visit friends of Jess's, Jess and I went to visit good friends of hers. There was a house in town, and on the front porch was a giant, not hand painted, 
printed. Somebody took this to the print shop and put it, and it had to be, it had to be 20 feet by 10 feet. It was huge. And it was hung on the front porch from the, you know, it was like a covered front porch and from the, the, the top of the covered front porch and it hung down sort of blocking off the front door and it said, fuck Justin Trudeau. And if you like Justin Trudeau, fuck you too. And I thought to myself, when did it become de rigueur or fashionable to display that kind of anger and ignorance? Well, it's not de rigueur or fashionable. And if I was uh, the head of a Girl Scout troop, I would say, don't, don't ring yeah. that doorbell. Don't yeah. sell them any cookies. Yeah. Well, I, what about if you're the neighbor? You know, what if they're your neighbors? Yeah. Well, if they were and my there's kids yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't I know. Might, at that point, I might I might say something to them. Yeah. And I know what you'd get. You know from the sign already yes. that you're going to get fuck you. Yeah. And but I, I just that and to your point on Twitter, you what did you say to that guy? Well, one guy retweeted the clip and said. The politics of manipulation. And I responded to him, if you can't recognize that this is about friendship and not about politics, then you're, or, or accept that this is about friendship and not about politics, then you're the one who's being manipulative. And I, whenever I, I speak about our friendship, people say it's political. I have a, a podcast that I do with him every Christmas that's become a longstanding tradition that he calls me and asks me to do, and we never talk politics. We rarely talk politics, and everybody always says that, you know, I'm, you know, just the fact that I'm friends with him is political. I I don't understand that. I was just, what I was... Can he not have friends? Yeah, he's not allowed to have friends. And I, and I was just trying to describe on the morning show, that podcast that is live every Wednesday morning uh, while I was a guest... I was just trying to tell a story about a friend of mine who came to me at a time of need. Well, I thought you did a good job of it. And like I say, I'm not a fan of the guy politically at all. Right. I think he's done a lot to to really ruin the country. But I also, I've met, I haven't spoken to him in many years, but I've met him through you. And he's a nice guy. He's yeah. a nice guy. He's a nice man. He's a hugger. Every yep. time I see him, yep. he wants to hug me. Yeah, he's a nice <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And in answer to your question about, you know, what do you say if you're flying the fuck Trudeau flag on your pickup truck uh, and your eight-year-old son says, uh, Daddy, why are you flying a flag that says fuck Trudeau? And you say, what do you say to him? The people who are flying that flag are going to, or why are you flying that flag? You know, the dad's going to say, because Trudeau's a fucking asshole. That's yeah, why yeah, I'm flying right. the flag. Because right. they've already demonstrated that's the kind of person they are. And then that eight-year-old kid is going to go to school and say to all his buddies, Fuck Trudeau, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So it's like uh, it becomes like uh, you know it spreads like uh, some kind of a virus. And that's that's my point: is our politics and our our the way we handle politics in this country is deteriorating. Yeah, it's it's turned into a hate fest. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It really is. Don't cry. I won't. Don't cry. I'm not going to cry. Okay. I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play, um, we asked on the last podcast, well, it wasn't the last, but one of the podcasts, we we tried to cover some questions. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I'm just, Penn, tell us, uh, you're not Penn, tell us. No, he's Poseidon. Yeah, there are too many P's in there. The are. I'm yeah. honored. Yeah. <laughs> Poseidon, I'm just going to hold this up to the microphone rather than give it to you and do all the... Oh, I don't mind. So Terry, it's just an audio clip. Yeah, Terry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Terry posted online. If you have any questions for us, uh, let us know, and we'll try to answer them on the podcast. Yeah. So this is one we got in audio form. Right from a very good friend of mine. You ready? Here we go. And here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, it's Matt Kundal, longtime friend, but first time podcast appearance on Standing By. Will there be a promotional tour to promote the upcoming season of your podcast? And if so, could both of you appear simultaneously on the Sound Off podcast? Thank you for taking time from your busy masturbation schedule to listen to my question. I'll hang up and listen for the answer. <laughs> That's my good friend Matt Kundal, who runs uh, an empire of podcasts called the Sound Off Podcast Network. And uh, Matt would like us both to be on the Sound Off podcast mem uh, uh, 
thing mm-hmm. to uh, talk about our podcast. I think we can answer in the affirmative. Can oh, we not? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the Sound Off podcast is the is the anchor podcast. Of yes, his, of his empire, the masturbation. Thank you for taking time out from your busy masturbation schedule. Uh, that comes from that's my standard response <laughs> on social media. If I get into a social media beef with someone and yes. they become unreasonable or they're unreasonable right out of the gate, <laughs> I always respond. Thank you for taking time out from your busy masturbating schedule to contribute to the conversation. Didn't didn't you email that to a listener when we were working together? Probably. Or, 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 well, or type a letter, maybe? Pro- pro- probably. Yeah. I mean, like I say, it's been my go-to for years. <laughs> so thank you, Matt, for the input. And uh, if you're looking for it's a, it, the Sound Off podcast is uh, a collection of, of podcasts about broadcasting. Uh, Matt was a broadcaster and now runs this podcast uh, empire of his. Um, but the actual podcast, I appear on on that one every Christmas, and uh, he would like us both to be on together. So we'll let you. know. Are they all that. about broadcasting? All no, the not podcasts all. in his stable? No, he he's got uh, he's got a number of them. He's uh, um, I can't remember them all because there are so many of them. But the first one that comes to mind is my. Longtime friend Maureen Holloway and uh, uh, Wendy Mesley, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Women of Ill Repute. That's a popular podcast in this country, and that's on the Sound Off uh, Podcast Network. And there's a whole host of other ones. If you're shopping around for podcasts, uh, you could do worse than uh, Google Sound Off Podcast Network and have a look at his stable. Pantelis is going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but Pantelis has a, fa- a fairly nice stable himself. He sure does. Yeah, and yeah. a successful one, too. Yeah. And uh, up until this point, we've been welcome guests. We here. have. We'll see how it goes after this one. <laughs> Where are we? Are we good? Yeah, yeah. We got 10 minutes to go. We got 10 minutes to yeah, go. Yeah. So I think it would be time for another Tweet Sheet. You want to do a Tweet Sheet? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, what do you, how do you feel uh, about that, Poseidon? I love Tweet Sheets. Yeah, you do, I eh? love this segment. All right, because... Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Ted forgot to do a tweet sheet. Um, in the last, last, in the last, last time last around. One. Yeah. Yep. So we have two so this did time. that and that. Okay. I'm just taking notes. All right. There's the oh, hot no, air no, blue one. No, no, no. That's an old oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on it's to the next it's one. double trouble. Double trouble. Wait. Here you go. From Wait, at, don't run. From at Marf Salvador. Guide. This is Michelangelo's David. Man whispers to his wife, his penis is tiny. Guide, get your hand out of my pants. <laughs> That's funny. Marv Salvador. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. From at Peacezilla. That pumpkin's pretty fucking big, Charlie Brown. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Do you get that, Poseidon? Yes. <laughs> I assume that's a reference to the, it's gra- the Great Pumpkin, pumpkin Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. <laughs> yeah. That pumpkin's pretty yeah. fucking big, Charlie Brown. And for Matt, Tweet Potato 314, Pictionary Timer buzzes. Picasso, it was a cow. Me, it certainly the fuck was not. <laughs> Some art humor. Yes, I indeed. Liked yeah. I liked it yeah. very much. Um, let's uh, take a moment to uh, thank another one of our supporters. And we were talking about them briefly when we were telling our uh, Baby Bell, Plas Bell story. And that's the folks at... Jaguar Land Rover Laval. When I come in, I, in case, just to make it clear, I live in British Columbia now. And uh, so I fly in to do the podcast, um, stay at a hotel. And um, if you know anything about traveling these days, you get boned up the ass for being a fucking wise guy. No matter (laughs) where you go, you really do get gouged. And uh, one of the places you get gouged a lot is at a -a rent-a-car company counter. Poseidon <clears throat> <clears throat> knows right? about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just a little side eye. He just works there. He yeah, I know. He prices. doesn't run the company yeah. anyway. Um, and Ted does everything he can to help me save money because I'm retired now, you know. Um, and uh, Jaguar Land Rover Laval have stepped up as a sponsor and always give him a beautiful vehicle to to uh, squire me around in, which is absolutely wonderful. And that allows me to give my car to Terry in case he wants to go off and do something on his own. They gave me the Range Rover Evoke this time around, which is, uh, how did Adrian McGrath, their marketing director, describe it? Drives like a tank, looks like a velvet glove. Yep. 
It's a very snappy looking vehicle. Ever? Perfect urban, uh, perfect urban SUV. And comfortable. Yeah. Oh my God, it's comfortable. Yeah. Nice giddy up too for yeah. a, for a four cylinder. Yeah. It's got real giddy yeah. up. It'll get you. Uh, it'll get you where you're going and back in a big fat hurry. But uh, please don't drive too fast. We're not recommending. Try no. to get there as fast as humanly possible. And you know the other thing I liked about it? I said to you the other night, I said, what year is this? And you said... I didn't know. Yeah. But I assumed it was a 2022, yeah. 2023. It's a 2020. It's in immaculate shape. Yeah. And you can get a great deal on it if you go to that department where they have pre-owned cars. They've got pre-owned cars. Their pre-owned showroom, if you didn't know any better, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought I was in the new car show. Because they're beautiful late model Jaguars and Lavals. They've got a late model, uh, the F-Type Coupe convertible uh, with the uh, Thrusto Zumo. I don't think that's the brand name, <laughs> Thrusto Zumo. <laughs> What's the engine? Uh, you know you know this, Poseidon. Is it the, the SVR engine is the 550 horsepower? Oh, yes, horsepower. the V8 supercharged 550 yes, horsepower. Yes, and they yeah. would put that in the F-Type, right? The same engine? Uh, is that the same big-ass engine? I should know trims. this. I, I would say the top-tier trim of the F-Type yeah. would have uh, the SVR engine. Yeah, well, this one, yeah. The whatever or variation of yeah, it, at least. Yeah, it, like it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful vehicle with a big-ass engine. And like I say, I, the one I looked at, I think it might have been a 2016. It looked brand new. It said, looked brand new. I said to Renato last night, are you good with the way we're doing your commercials? <laughs> How do you feel about Thrusto Zumo? I don't know if he's going to like this one. If you go online at jaguarlaval.ca or landroverlaval.ca and you look in their pre-owned inventory, you will see spectacular vehicles with low mileage at significantly reduced prices from what you would pay yeah. brand new. I mean, the brand new is, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with buying brand new. And if you want to go down that road, you're going to get the same great customer service. The nice thing about buying pre-owned from Jaguar or Land Rover or Jaguar Land Rover Laval, if you get one of those two brands, you're buying from a brand dealer, so you get all the advantages. And and you're buying from a wonderful, wonderful yeah. family. Good people. What a what a nice family the Decubellus family is. Um, and it frees me up to get bagels, which I appreciate very much. I, you know, anybody who listens to the podcast who's from Montreal and lives somewhere else now knows that when you come to Montreal. You, you there's some things you got to knock off the list. Yeah, and um, there's a bunch of things. Bagels, have. smoked meat. Yeah. he's not allowed to go home <laughs> if he doesn't come back yeah. with uh, with Jessica's wish yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. Right. and you know what she's a fan of? Caraton. You know what Caraton is? I do. I yeah. believe I've had. It comes with breakfast sometimes. Yeah. If you buy breakfast at yeah. a Quebec truck stop, you're liable yeah. to get some Caraton. Are you uh, familiar with Caraton? No. What's oh? Is like, that the the meat? Well, it's it's, it's like mashed it, meat. Yeah, it's it's like a pate. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, it's like the, a poor man's pate. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the longest time, uh, I thought it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and then salty, I tried it, salty and delicious. Well, yeah. then, and then I tried it on yeah. bread, and I was like, yeah. "This is the greatest." Oh, I can't you believe. put you put creton on a fresh crusty loaf. Oh, Ooh. is it anything like oh. Chris Doré? What Chris Doré? Is no, 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 no. Like those that? are pig's ears. I understand. The, no, no, no. So no. they're nothing not alike no, at all? No, no. But they're both Quebec delicacies. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And, you know, my wife is is born and raised up in, uh, yeah. in St. Agathe. Yeah. So, uh, she's pretty French-Canadian. Yeah, Quebec she's pretty Quebecoise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so I, everybody knows that uh, it's... And it's one of the fascinating things that I've learned since moving out to British Columbia. You know, I spend a lot of time, both me and Jess spent a lot of time focusing on the stuff that angered me so about Montreal. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me this week. You know, we've been all, literally all over on and off the island. We were on the Dakari. I had dinner on Monkland at the wonderful Monkland Tavern with my friend Mary Claude. So that required a trip up and down the 20 through NDG. We went to Bordel down on Ontario, St. Catherine Street East. You took me to uh, Literacy's. So that was up the Cary and yeah. around Queen Mary. Uh, the airport, the hotel, Laval. We've, we've done the tour. Yeah, we've been at every corner of the place, and every time it's a curse fest. Yeah, because it's Jesus Christ this and goddamn, yeah. and the, look at the cone and the clothes lane and the thing, and then there's the whole discussion about the uh, the languages of the university. You know, it wasn't enough. We had to have another language law. Now they've got to find another way to talk about language. 
and there's there's the you know the oh let's put up a hut on the street and take away parking and let's make the you know see if we can close the mountain oh, like all of the stuff that we focused on and at the end of the day sometimes on a friday night Jess and I will be sitting on our couch in BC and say, ah, I miss this and we miss yeah. that. So I think you got to make a gratitude list. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. that's the way to go. Because, if you focus on the positives, yeah. I think you'll find there are more positives than and, negatives. And we tell people all the time out in BC, we say, Montreal is Canada's most interesting, wonderful city. It's. I tell people all the time there's an electricity in Montreal that I miss that you can't capture in Toronto or Calgary or Vancouver. Um, it's, it's, um, it's a special place. And I don't know if that's because I was born and raised here as was no, it's my not wife. You were born and raised here. You know, you could take somebody, you could take me and plop me into the middle of Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver or Toronto and it would take me a little while to figure out where I was if you you know if I didn't know. Yeah. You plot me into the middle of Montreal blindfolded and bring me out of a coma and I'm going to know pretty quick where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my little tribute to uh, Montreal. Um let me uh tell you about uh, and thank you to Jag because now I can take your car and get bagels and be allowed to go home. That's right. Yeah, don't bagels forget to you, smoke me too or just bagels. I think uh I think we're going to uh smoke me wasn't on the list but I think that's going to be a surprise. Okay. Have to drop by Snowden. All right. Pick not up anymore. My... What? No, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, this may not air Yeah, till I know, yet. I know. Yeah. This may just... not the, we may not put this up for grabs until November or yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, and uh, this week, one of the other things that we've been doing, <coughs> excuse me, is we've been visiting our sponsors and saying thank you. And yesterday, we were out at the Mersons and caught them just as Kara was getting ready to go to pick up her son at school. I'm glad we stopped her. Well, how was it you described it? We were sitting in Kara's office trying to have a conversation with them, and the phone wouldn't stop ringing. Yeah. It was like they were giving away Taylor Swift tickets. That was it, yeah. The phone just would not stop. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of a radio station. It's true. Hey, yeah. When we, we'd give something away at the radio station and the, the phones would light up like a Christmas tree, that's what it reminded me of. It's because they're in the busy season. It's winter tire season, and uh, that's Merson's specialty. Tires are their specialty. Uh, if you need to get uh, new winter tires or you need your existing winter tires installed and your summer's stored, they do that. They will also give your tires a good once-over and let you know uh, how much life you have left on the tread and uh, whether you're going to need new ones sooner or later. And they won't steer you wrong either. They'll tell you the truth. If you're not going to need new winter tires for another season or two, that's what they'll tell you because they like to be honest with you because they know if they're honest, that'll keep you coming back. They'll also do uh, maintenance on your vehicle, which is, uh, well, it's important anytime, but I think heading into the winter season in particular it's important. In the summertime, you want to make sure your car's in good running order. So if you go on a road trip and you're out in the middle of nowhere, you don't want it breaking down and you get eaten by a bear. <laughs> in the wintertime, you want it in good working order because you don't want it breaking down in the middle of nowhere and you freeze to death and then a polar bear eats you. Ooh, so that's, uh, I think that's, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, their mission statement. Don't want to get eaten by a brown bear in the summer or yep. a polar bear in the winter? Come to Merson Automotive. And you know what's funny, uh, mercenado.com, by the way, uh, you know what's funny about that is in my neck of the woods, it's true. In uh, Langley, uh, I think it was last week, Black Bear was uh, shopping in uh, Langley. Is that right, Yeah, eh? just. Wow. Oh, look, a bear. Yeah. yeah. So that's my bear story. How did you Good like one. that? I liked it. Yeah, I, I had no yeah. idea. I had no idea they could whistle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. BC bears, they love whistling. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> it's great. If you hear something snorting and yep. whistling yep. coming up behind you, run. The, the Hanna-Barbera bears out That's in Langley. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they wear ties and fedoras. Let's get a picnic basket. <laughs> There's a 60-year-old popular culture yes. reference for you. Yeah. Yogi Bear. Did yeah. you know who Yogi Bear was, Poseidon? Yeah, he was, uh, I don't know, one of these guys. He had a house or something. <laughs> That's him. In the forest. Yogi and You'd make a good witness at a yeah. crime scene. <laughs> hey, listen, thank right. you for uh, downloading the podcast. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media. We haven't mentioned this very much this season. We should. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Facebook page. 
Um, we also, I don't know why I did that with an Italian Nor do I. lilt to it. Uh, a Facebook page, The Standing By Podcast, an Instagram a- account. Uh, we're also on Twitter, where we try and uh, let you know when the episodes are coming. And uh, we're Ted on Bird, the Ticker Talker. Yeah, Ted Bird's son, Sam, has put us on the TikTok. Yeah. So uh, don't look for us with funny hats doing stupid dances. Or holding our phone going, should I live here? We don't do any of that stuff, but uh, you can get all the news on TikTok about standing by the podcast. You should visit Sam's uh, TikTok account as well. He's quite funny, is young Sam Bird, and I don't know what his TikTok account is. Okay, that's a good plug. I know, yeah, really. I know on Instagram, he's Sam Duel. Well, you know what? S-A-M-D-U-E-L. Oh, okay. So Uh, so he might be that on TikTok as well. I I don't have the TikTok app. It's, I think it's Sammy Tits, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sammy Two Tits. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Yeah, we have to shut the microphones <laughs> yeah, off Yeah, we do, yeah. Thanks for listening. Standing by, the Terry and Ted podcast has been brought to you by the UPS Store Canada. The UPS Store near you is locally owned and operated by a member of your small business community. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.